Hi, welcome back to yet another episode of Nourish is So Nicole. So yes, we have just passed, I think, the halfway mark uh, of our Advent series. And I can't believe that, you know, the third week of Advent has just rolled around. Still don't feel super ready, but realizing that Christmas is almost upon us. We have Clara here, who is also feeling this sense of like anxiety, I think, as you realize that Christmas is looming. So Clara is over here uh, with us today. Hi, Clara. Hello, friends. Yeah, she's here. She's uh, waiting with us also, I think, for the <laughs> arrival of, you know, the all-important saviour, okay? And today mm-hmm. we're going to delve into something, you know, I think that um, a lot of us, I think, Catholic, sometimes we might not really think about right too much which is the incarnation so maybe we can just have maybe clara share with some share with us i think some of the recent experiences she's had right uh as she's been preparing i think for a retreat yeah yeah so i was sharing with nicole before this right that my community is having a retreat soon it's advent theme so that's great so we're doing a spiritual prep for the service team so it's kind of interesting because like our community head actually decided to do adoration, but instead of the usual like perpetual online adoration that we're all used to, right? Instead, she kind of flashed like a picture of baby, of baby Jesus. Like. It was a very realistic painting and it's just like Jesus in his manger just like sleeping really quietly. Yeah, so she, we spent about 15 minutes just looking at the picture and I was quite, I was quite surprised by what kind of feelings it kind of brought up to the surface for me. So I, I have two nephews. They're very cute. Like I remember how like when they were born, right? And then we got pictures of them. I remember feeling just this unexplainable like sense of joy. Like, wow, they're really cute. And I think a lot Aww. of us might feel the same way when we see kids, right? You're just yeah. like, Ayo, you're so cute. Then you so pinch all their cheeks and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt when I was looking at this painting. I was just like, man, baby Jesus is stinking cute. <laughs> and then I just felt super happy. And there's just, just like weird sense of peace that I felt. And I was thinking to myself, man, this is the same feeling I get when I go for like Eucharistic adoration. And I just think to myself, this is how we're supposed to feel when we gaze upon Jesus. Like be it in any form that he is, be it like him in the form of a baby or him on the cross or him as the form of the Eucharist. There's always just this sense of like joy. And I think the more you ponder upon baby Jesus, right? You realize that he's not only just a sign of hope because we know like from the Bible that for many, many years, the people have been waiting for a saviour, right? And now the birth of Jesus just is the beginning of like God fulfilling his promise. And that that's what makes like the birth of Christ so exciting. But not only that, but you realize also the depth of like God's love for us. Because like, you know, the famous line, John 3, 16, like for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And you're like, man, this kid, man, not only is he cute, but he's going to like grow up and he's going to do his ministry. And like among the things that he does for us, right, he's ultimately going to save us from like the ultimate battle, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I did not expect to like feel all these things just from looking at a picture of a baby. But it makes you realize that, yeah, the incarnation is actually something that is worth thinking about. uh. Yeah, so as I was preparing for this like recording, right, I was also listening to a podcast by At The Table, which is one of the podcasts under Catholic SG Radio. Yeah, so oh, they're yes. talking about vocation. If yeah, you guys very good podcast, to by it. the way. Yeah, hint, hint. Yes, hint, hint. Not biased at all. <laughs> yeah, but one thing, they had a special guest on, it was Friar, Friar Derek. So he had, was actually talking about how, like, you know how when you, like I was saying just now, when you look at a baby, right, you feel this, this immense sense of joy, this immense sense of love. 
But it also shows us that if we can feel such love as humans for a baby, right? Can you imagine the kind of love that God feels when he looks at us? Like, you feel, I don't know how, I think now I'm just feeling like the limitness of being a human. Like, you feel so much. And yet, that's just a fraction of what God feels when he looks at us and he really adores us just like we adore a baby, right? And somehow, that just gives you like a lot of like warm, fuzzy feelings to know that you have a heavenly father that loves you that deeply. Yeah. And then another thing that he brought up was how like babies are essentially useless, <laughs> which is a very like <laughs> very rough thing to say, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. All they do is just like exist and they are cute. They can't mm. do much. They can't even like clean up after themselves or do anything remotely useful for you, right? But yet you you have this capability to like love it so much. And that in itself, right, kind of parallels how the Heavenly Father looks at us. Like we're not called to be useful. We have nothing that we can do that can like possibly assist God. But yet he loves us so deeply. And it kind of reminds us of what we shared in the last episode, lah, like how we're not called to do the impossible. We're called to lean onto him to do the impossible for us, right? And that really gives you this sense of security to know that God really loves me even when I feel like I'm not good enough. Even when I feel like I don't love myself and I'm useless and I have no value add to anyone, even myself, right? You realize that in this midst of like brokenness and like unworthiness, right? God still loves you and he really favors you. Ah, feels good, right? Oh, oh yeah. And I think like oh. I love the incarnation because that links to like my second favorite thing, which is like I remember I was being super psyched. I was talking about like the sacraments with you the last time. Oh yeah. Because there's just something about knowing that you have a God that mm-hmm. constantly wants to like be with reveal you. himself to you and be with you exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you see the old testament, right? He he's not ready to show himself in like his glorious form because if he does, bam, everyone's going to die because he's like too holy, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, man, yeah. Like, power, like, it's, exactly like Bush where like the Avengers like, what? I can't remember which movie is the one where like Thanos snaps his fingers and everyone just snaps evaporates into dust. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if God did that, it's overwhelming. But instead, he does like little cool supernatural stuff like he mm. shows himself to Moses in the burning bush or he shows himself to like the people of Israel that are escaping Egypt in like the pillar of fire right or like wow. even just the cloud that descends upon the tent of meeting or like the temple and you just know God is present and then you think about how right God does all these like little little things that are tangible but then suddenly you realize he comes in the form of a human right and you're like this is the closest God is going to get to us, which makes like the incarnation even more special, right? Because God is really with us. He is one of us, right? Then you see how Jesus, right? He, I don't know, like he just doesn't come in like a form of an adult like you were sharing just now, right? He really comes in a form of a baby to experience every single piece of humanity with us. And you're just like, man, our God is really so good he's so personal like he's willing to carry all these like burdens that we feel like with us and it's just so special like to the point where like even when jesus dies resurrects in a sense right Mm -hmm. god still doesn't want to like separate from us he sends his holy spirit down upon us so that we're able to like stay connected with him we're able to realize that we're adopted sons and daughters of him and we're also capable of seeing him in our everyday lives like example like he may not be here anymore like like in the form of pen, like Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like throwback to the Old Testament. Like now we're given like, different <laughs> signs to see God, right? Yeah. So, like example, we don't okay, we don't have the burning bush, like, which will be super cool. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know, spontaneously, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you spontaneous burning? Yeah, 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 yeah downtown, right? Bush. 
But yeah, mm. exactly. Like, isn't like now it's a bit more subtle because God's like cool that way, right? Yeah. So instead, like he gives us, he shows himself to us through like the sacraments, which is like the Eucharist or just like confession and stuff like that. Or like you see through the people that you meet, it could be like you and me, we could be the face of Christ to each other, right? Yeah, or simple things like how you can hear his whispers in music or some people who really love nature, right? They somehow just see like the sky, the trees, and they're just like, God is with me, man. Yeah. So you realize that we truly have a God, right? Who just wants to reveal himself to us and dwell among us, which is very exciting. I think that's super, super, that's so beautiful, Claire. I'm just like sitting here and like receiving these truths. And yeah, I, yeah I'm totally getting the O come, O come, Emmanuel vibes thing from this, you know, like, you know, O come, O come, Emmanuel, like Emmanuel literally means God is with us. You know, and I think like, you know, you were talking about how, you know, the adoration of baby Jesus, you know, just adoring, you know, this, this, this child, you know, that is so helpless and he's in the manger. He doesn't, you know, it, it, it really, I think, reveals a lot about how uh, God chose to reveal himself. I know, I, I mean, you know, in terms of like, um, assuming this human condition, and I, I really like what you were saying about how he wanted to experience everything. Right, he could have come in a different way. He could have come as like an automatically thirty-three-year-old man do his ministry and kind of like you know chop chop curry pork and kind of like get out, right? But he's like, no, I am going to really walk the path, right, of these people, right, of these people, right, the chosen ones, right. I'm going to redeem them. I'm not going to redeem them in like an easy way, you know. No, I'm going mm-hmm. to come as they did, right, as well, right. And actually, it think think about it, it's very humbling, eh. You know, the, the savior. Yeah. Your, Savior is saying, I want to not assume a similar humanity, a relative humanity, but the same, the exact same humanity as you. I want to experience the highs. I want to experience the lows. I want to carry the cross. I want to carry the burden eventually, right? You know, at the end um, of his mission. So I find that really amazing. Like I don't even have the words to describe <laughs> my emotion towards that, right? Because I'm like, no, there were, there could be lots of other alternatives. But he's like, no. Like that is the way, and I think it's that it's that deliberate choice. I think that really distinguishes from you know, uh, the coming of a Messiah from incarnation, right? You know, not just a general idea of the coming, you know, of coming of you know someone to save you, but no, this is the incarnation, and I think it's also an idea a lot of us like Catholics we kind of wrestle with, right? Because we're like trying to like understand, wrap our heads, you know, around it. It seems like a very big word, but like to be incarnate really means to just to assume a human nature, right? to assume a human nature and basically to experience the full humanity of our experience, as I was saying. And I think what's also kind of interesting is that just now Carol was saying, you know, that was in the past, right? So Jesus is not physically with us right now, but does it mean he's gone? Like, no. The Holy Father Mm. puts that matter to rest. Okay? He puts that matter to rest very well because I was thinking of like doing some research before this episode. And the Holy Father actually said that Jesus still wants to take on flesh. He still wants to take on flesh. He already did take on flesh, right? When he came uh, as a baby, right? As, as, as Clara was saying. And he continues to take on flesh in who? In the people that we encounter, right? I think, I'm, I'm sure, I'm not sure whether I'm quoting the wrong gospel. Is it Matthew or Mark? But he did say that, you know, you must, you must, you know, help the person, you know, that for example, doesn't have a cloak or doesn't have water. Okay, I'm sure. Oh, yes, you know, you know, famous you, Matthew 25. Thank you, Clara. Thank you. Clara is here to really assist me and, you know, bring me back to... It'll be, it'll be funny if it was wrong. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, I definitely like mentioned the wrong, like, like, 
no, not even an M, you know, like maybe I can say that in John or something. Okay, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you, Clara. Matthew, yeah. No, like to glimpse the face of Christ is actually to realize that he takes on actively, like, you know, uh, through all of these people that we encounter. And I feel that's also a message that we want to kind of take away, right, from, from Advent and Christmas. It's not just about me. No, it's just not about me, you know, my personal space, you know, and my personal comforts, right? It's also about me kind of reaching out to other people, right, who need my help, right? It's also kind of a broader idea of social teaching. How do I live in society, right? And how is Jesus continuously taking on flesh in the people that I encounter? It may not be a really big encounter, right? It may just be someone, for example, who we find difficult to, to deal with, right? Or we, for example, uh, you know, find it difficult to love, right? Basically, right? The, the whole problem is that we're not able to love very well, or we love very selectively, right? or we love with conditions, right? unlike our saviour here. Lah, huh? Okay, but don't worry, lah, okay, we can still learn, okay? We still have the capacity growth potential, right? growth, uh, growth mindset. Lah. We can still make progress, okay? We can still look to the saviour, okay? For some, for some inspiration, okay? So I think definitely that really struck me because the idea of him continuously taking on flesh, you know, really brings us back to the idea that truly like God, God is with us, right? And another thing also that I wanted to, to touch on is like why uh, Jesus took on our very humanity. That means he decided to come and to assume our human condition, our wretched human state, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, some other glorified form or some express route. Lah. So he went the slow manual mail kind of route. You know, instead of like the old express, you know, first class. And then I just like bypass all of the check, security check. Lah, you know? he, he wants to go through like the economy class. Okay, if I would choose an analogy, he's going economy class. He could have taken the jet, you know, the private chartered plane. And now done his yeah. business and then gone off, right? But he's like, no, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna like, you know, uh, basically wrestle with everybody. You know, I'm gonna go into the mad hubbub, you know, of like Jerusalem, you know, and, and I'm gonna be ridiculed by these people. I don't care. I want, I want it all. <laughs> I want to experience nice. it. The it full all, experience. Right? And he wants the full yes. experience. It's not just like you know, I'm gonna like stay like far away or move. He is very much present, right, in a physical mm. way, and now in a you know in a very, um, in a very Interesting way, as I was saying, you know, through, through people, right? And, and that really strikes me, like, you know, as that really truly is the incarnation continuing. Like, he is incarnate. It's not incarnation when then after that, there was a stop and that was the end of the story. No, it continues, right? It is a continuous story. It's a continuous revealing of himself, right? It's a revelation of himself, right? He revealed himself in the form of a child. He's now revealing himself, I think, through a lot of the things that we experience and the issues, right, that we face. Yeah, so I think that is also one reason I think uh, why St. Paul says, I think in uh, this is probably going to be the one of the few times where I can quote it properly because I actually have it uh, somewhere here, okay? 1 Corinthians, okay? Uh, uh, verse uh, 15 and then it's uh, number 22. It says, For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life. So it sounds quite like a simple statement, but if you actually kind of think about it a bit clear, more clearly, right? So it is true, Adam, that's true, right? Our, our, our first fathers, right? That, that sin entered the world, right? And it makes sense. Clara really explained it very well to me. So I think she made it very clear. She was like, it came to one man. It's got to believe to one man. I was like, yes, like that's the really great way of just kind of simplifying this. Because, you know, sometimes you get really carried away. Like, how am I going to explain this? And Clara put it very simply uh, in crystal clear way, right? 
just that yes nice. through Jesus yes you know that is how we are going to get redeemed and how we are going to be raised to eternal life right so I mean that is actually the ultimate uh to the ultimate objective right which is to to resurrect us and to bring us right into this you know uh this new creation right with him right you know as we get resurrected at the end so I think kind of like tying back to, I think a lot of the things that we were saying today, that Clara just started off the episode with like, you know, her visio divina and just looking at the, the image of baby Jesus, just, you know, adoring him, inspiring all of these, like feelings of warmth, right? You know, the, the incarnation is something that, you know, we don't have a clear, you know, sort of like, you know, end to, right? There's no like, you know, like this is the end of incarnation and we're, we're done with this episode. We're just trying to really, I think, get us into the spirit, uh, right? Try as to get into that state of reflection, really think about what the incarnation means to us, right? What does it mean for God to dwell with us, right? God is present, okay? He wants to, to do life with us. He wants to experience the highs and the lows, and he wants to continuously give of himself to us. He gives of himself through his son, as uh, Clara was saying, right? And in John, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He could have done other things, right? And... The thing is quite interesting because like when you say Emmanuel God is with us and I, I think we, we were discussing it from the Pokemon Pokemon podcast. It doesn't mean that everything is like super rosy you know, and everything is great. It's not true. He is with us in the suffering. He didn't say I'm going to remove all your pain and suffering you know, and then you're going to like live this pain-free life. It's not like you know, you're know you numb. That is living a numbed life. You, know? you have no pain receptors. You know? Oh, everything is fine. You know, Even if you've got one arrow come, that's like, <laughs> it's fine. No, no, no. Shake the arrow off. come, you don't shake it. I mean, we shake it off, but we're like, we got to feel it first, right? we got to feel the immensity yeah. of this, you know, this emotion. And we invite the Lord you know, into this space also as well. Yeah, so... I think that's a very beautiful thing that, you know, he promises that he will still, he will always be with us, I think, um, in the suffering. And I think a very interesting closing question is, is all of that enough for us? Is all of these things that we said enough for us? But is God being with us, right? He's already for us now, okay? Don <laughs> is definitely very true. But him being with us, dwelling with us in this season, right? Because I think I just wanted to close off with some of these thoughts that I've been having shared so uh, before it's like you know you don't have to be at a certain state when it comes to you know advent or christmas you know it doesn't mean that oh everything is like warm fuzzy and everything is like you know toffee nut latte or something it's, it's not true a lot of us are going through advent with a lot of like you know resentment a lot of like residual you know guilt uh we feel you know anxious you know we have there's a lot of these negative things stewing around because a lot of us think oh the holiday season means everything got erased like, you know everything's fine but but that's not true you know it is okay wherever you are right now if you're struggling it's fine i think that's just something that i just wanted to share like with everyone at this point in Advent, it's fine. We can laugh and everything. But sometimes, you know, at the at the back of our minds at night, you know, when we're like praying or something, right? A lot of things come to the surface. Yeah. So just also, I watched recently this video. It just came to me. Like, <laughs> this is a very spontaneous thing. That Sister Miriam, I think she was talking about how to allow some of these things to come to the surface, right? Let the spirit, I think, you know, bring these things to the surface, right? So that we can also make some space like, for the Lord to come into this, you know, into the, and very, it's going to segue very nicely into next week's episode, the, the manger of our lives, right? Yeah, we need to allow these things, we need to acknowledge that they're there, and we need to also allow the Lord to, to come la, into this space and to be with us, right? And, you know, kind of just closing on, like, is it enough for us, right? Right, are we, 
okay, you know, with allowing him to enter into these spaces, into these difficulties, and to also admit that, hey, it's, it's not every day is going to be an okay day. But come Christmas, right, I will do what I can. I think that's been Farah's mantra for a lot of the episodes. We just, we just do what we can where we are, and he will come to meet us. He will come to meet right. us. Yeah. So I just wanted to just end off on that, on that hopeful note. And we will see you in next week's episode where we welcome the Savior with some Christmas songs as well. Okay, just pardon yes. my theme. Yeah. Get ready for the carols, y'all. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, so God bless everyone. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, venue, venue, venue. We'll see you in the last episode.